Yeah, you know what it is, your boy DJ Infamous. Talk to me now, smoke with me, and I'm here with my partner, The Wolf, a.k.a. Winner's Circle Genetics, a.k.a. Beard Long to his motherfucking <laughs> chest, a.k.a. You know what I'm saying? Yes, them is Cartier's he got on, right? Nah, man, he's Chrome Hearts. Oh, shit, my bad. Wolf! Wolf of Weed Street, man. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction, man. That was better. I'm usually just his light-skinned partner, but he added some adjectives on it today, man. So I'm liking it, man. I'm, I'm loving that intro, man. My bad I got the frames wrong, man. You know, I ain't, I ain't in them. Like, Chrome you, Hearts. Chrome Hearts. Okay. You put me on. I do put you on some shit, man. You do. The same way I put you on to our guest today. You did. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, everybody watching, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be completely honest. Never met her a day in my life. Have no idea what she's done until I'm on the Smoke With Me page and all of a sudden I just keep keep seeing this light-skinned woman (laughs) with curl, with a little wavy hair. And I just keep seeing and she's smoking, I'm seeing her. So then I'm like, yo, who is this that we followed? So I click it. It says Cannabis Cutie, right? So then I'm like, okay, besides looking cute and smoking cannabis, what else is there? Let me just look. (laughs) And I start... Listening to her videos and I'm like, oh shit, oh it is not. It's not just uh, I'm just cute smoking right. and I'm right. light skinned with long hair. Right, it's a lot it's, of substance. It's a lot of substance. Mm-hmm. A lot of, so then, lot of information. So then I started, you know, watching the post. You know what I'm saying? And I'm 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 listening and I'm like, oh shit, we need to have her on. Got to get her on. <laughs> Definitely got to get her on. So. Without further ado, everybody, Cannabis Cutie is in the building. What up, what up? Thank you for having me. And I, <laughs> and I love the way she's smoking. Like, Yeah, she's smoking. What? She look like she can smoke you under the table already. Okay, now, let, let, let's, now why, why, why her, her blunt got to be bigger than mine? Because we got a long day today, and like, why, I'm, why? I'm trying to pace you. Pace. I'm trying to pace your, pace your uh, consumption today, because we got a long day today. Bro, she, doesn't, she doesn't know that. She, I'm she, telling her your business. Yes, you're. You're the listener. The the listeners know. She don't that, know that though. Okay, she's gonna figure listen, it out. Don't listen to him. I'm smoke dog around this thing. I can smoke with the best of them. I done smoked with you name who you name somebody. I done smoked with him and lasted. I, don't listen to him. I'm. Okay. Don't make me to be the baby lungs. <laughs> you didn't. Did you, you didn't smoke with Snoop. You didn't smoke with Wiz, and you had to Keep immediately going, go to the hotel like, after because you was too high. <laughs> right. Oh, so no. let's get to our guests. <laughs> let's get to our guests. Nah, de- definitely, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. You're actually our, our first female guest on the show. Yeah. All right, which all right. is which right. is a good yes. milestone for us. So okay, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, first question. One of the first questions I have for you is the name. How'd you come up with that name? Right. Ooh, the name. Besides is, the obvious. Besides well, the obvious. besides the obvious. Well, the name is twofold. So cannabis and cutie. Um, I was educating about cannabis for well over a decade, but Mm -hmm. I kept it a secret. It was not something that you knew about me unless you were in the inner circle or knew somebody from my inner circle. Gotcha. Um, And then the cutie part was, you know, as a woman, you're allowed to accept a compliment. Mm -hmm. People are allowed to tell you you're beautiful, you're pretty, but you are not allowed to make that statement. Right. You are not allowed to claim that. Right. Because then you're cocky. So for me, it was... And you're light-skinned. Correct. I mean, no, I'm just saying, you know, they used to say light-skinned people think they the shit. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, I never, it was always, um, I was very insecure. Okay. Um, And so, finally, it was like, you know what? I smoke a lot of weed and I'm cute and I'm going to embrace that. Right. Um, So, I created a platform where I just made videos in my car of Mm. weed education and Mm. it accepted that I am an attractive person and Mm. I can be open about that without Mm. being cocky. So right, okay, let's yeah. take it. Let's take it back. Like where? 
Because I want to see where it leads up to what you just said. Like, okay, where are you from? Um, so I mostly grew up in Oklahoma City, Southside. Okay. Yeah. All right, Oklahoma City. Yeah. All right, you grew up, and then, okay, what made you... Okay, when did you start... When did you first start smoking? Yeah, well, that's, that's a good one. When was the first time you smoked? Do you remember what you smoked? Uh, I was in college, and... Uh, what college was that? Oklahoma State University. Okay, nice. Yeah. And there was this kid on my floor. I lived on a co-ed floor. And this kid, Justin, he used to smell like a pound. Mm -hmm. Like every time we saw him, <laughs> eyes closed, cheesing, in a good mood. And we all judged him. Like Justin was cool, but he was always high. Right. Um, so, and a semester comes, he gets his grades. He made the honor roll. I got a 0 0.8 GPA. Sober. Damn. <laughs> sober. Shit. <laughs> um, and landed on academic probation. Right. So I was like, oh, the D.A.R.E. program lied to me. Um, <laughs> Hold on. But that, that's another myth that I want to debunk, too, is like yeah. I feel like people think you can't consume cannabis and study and, and be intelligent or right. you can't consume cannabis and, right. and have physical activity. So right. if you guys didn't catch what she just said, she said the guy who was walking around campus smelling like pig pen with the weed <laughs> got a 4.0. Was the oh, guy. Not a 4.0. He got above a 3.5. Okay. Above a 3.5. Yeah. So, and you were sober, and your GPA was... In the trash. I didn't okay. even know you could get under 1.0. Yeah. My I, mom was like, she couldn't even be mad. She, one, she didn't go to college. And two, she was like, how do you do that? Right. I don't know. I was a smart kid. Um, but I, what had happened was I went from an inner city, diverse area, to an ag school in a mm. small town. Didn't transition well. Didn't handle it well. So that's what happened. Culture I, shock. Culture shock. Mm. Um so when I came back, Justin was like, yo, like, what's good? <laughs> so you want to try this? Um, and when I did, my life began to change. Like this chip on my shoulder went away. The right. anger that I had was gone. I was all of a sudden able to see things from different perspectives and spiritually was growing. So that's when it, I, the, that's when the journey began. And I have not been able to shut up since then. So, mm, nice. Yeah. So do you think back then when you first started smoking that the plant opened up? Uh, like different relationships for you or, or right. different people on campus maybe you might not have spoke to but because of the plant like now they're in your in your circle of friends or something yeah the great unifier um yeah. again i went to a place i went to a pwi where <laughs> i believe the black student and latino student population was under 10 percent mm -hmm. um so that just was nothing that i was used to so this plant all of a sudden you have something in common with somebody and you're typically not meeting them in an aggravated state or a violent state like you might with drinks. Right. <laughs> so I'm yeah. smoking with people from all different parts of the campus, all different types of majors from different parts of the world. Gang so, relationships, yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so now we, we're in college, we're smoking. We get out of college. Yeah. Um, when did the journey to wanting to... Excuse me. Educate people on cannabis happened. Like what made? Okay, what made you even want to get into that? Ooh, um, like publicly? Yeah, publicly. Gosh, right. um, so grad school. I went to grad school and I was actually in a program that our calendar, our academic calendar, worked around the NFL schedule. Mm -hmm. This is a program for athletes and spouses. Right. Um, and I sat in a classroom and I did every single project and assignment that I could on cannabis. Right. Mm. Um, and I was sitting in a classroom with a lot of retired men who have headaches, irritability, they cannot sleep. They're dealing with all kinds of issues. And they're asking me questions because they're dealing with a lot and they don't know what else to do. Right. So 
um, pushing a lot of retired men to actually try cannabis. My professors, tenured professors at University of Miami, right. um, asking me questions and really curious. So really? that for me, I was like, I know I'm going to be in this industry. But then when I graduated, I didn't know how. So I how figured right. I would educate myself further. And that's looking at studies, um, learning the science. And then that's when it was like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to know about the science. Why isn't anybody talking about this? Right. I'd get on Instagram. There's no education. There's nothing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna start the, this education. Especially so. in our community. I feel right. like in our community, there's not a voice like yeah. you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, not to, enough. To, to really kind of like educate people and be that platform right. for black women who want to get into cannabis or you know right. any minority who is intrigued by cannabis, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so I... Took to Instagram, started being very loud. Um, and for a long time, there was not any other educators really kind of making that their, their core content. And now today there's hundreds, thousands of creators. And that's exactly um, what I was hoping to see one day. Right. Um, so there's somebody for everybody now. And we really can push forward the proper education to push forward the legislation and bring down, you know, the mindset about what prohibition has taught the older generation, the religious um, groups out there. So that's kind of, you know, what has happened in a nutshell since I've started. So before I get into this next question, there's one thing I want to say. Um, <clears throat> whenever you land in Vegas. Oh, listen. Let me tell y'all something. Whenever you land in Vegas, okay, don't go to the hotel, right? Don't go to the <laughs> casino. Don't go to In-N-Out Burger yet. Don't do none of that. Don't get in an argument with your baby daddy. Don't do none of that. <laughs> Go straight to Hardy and Cannabis Dispensary. Ooh. Listen, we have the best products. We have the best <coughs> pre-rolls, the best flour, the best concentrate, the best edibles, the best everything. Oh, and the best merch, too. You see, you see my LL Cool yeah, J bucket hat? Kind of fly. Yeah. Kind of fly. You feel me? This yeah. is all the merch. So listen, when you go to Las Vegas, the first location you need to go to is Cannabis uh, Hardy and Can I'm high already. Cannabis Hardy and Cannabis Dispensary. Shout to <laughs> Zach and Adam, my brothers, yeah, DJ Bonnets. I see you. And um, go get that, that infamous, infamous pack, pack, man. But again, yeah. Adam, Zach, man, where's the Wolf of Weed Street pack? <laughs> no, at, we're gonna man? make the weed pack. I mean, the Wolf pack. All right, man. That's when we go to Vegas <laughs> next, dope, next month. The Wolf pack. The Wolf yeah. pack. <laughs> Listen, the infamous pack is a combination of things. You're gonna have a pre roll. You can have some flour. You can have a concentrate. You can have an edible, and you can have a little thing called sip. It's 100 milligrams of juice. I would read the directions if I was you, because oh, yeah. I did, and it fucked me up. It mm -hmm. shut my whole day down. Mm -hmm. I slept for 15 hours and didn't wake up. <sighs> it but happens. I, but I slept good though. Yeah. I got the best sleep of life because I don't really get. But like, did you cry? Damn near. <laughs> okay. No, I cried when it started. I was doing a photo shoot, and the reason why I did it, I, I said, I said this on episode before. I did it because he was teasing me about my tolerance in front of people, uh, and I ain't like it. So peer pressure. Eat, yeah. Peer so pressure. you know, it was that. <laughs> so you know what? I just downed the whole thing, all hundred milligrams. Like fuck it. Yeah, I could do uh, it. You cannot do that with cannabis. You know. And then uh, no. thirty minutes later on mm -hmm. the photo shoot, I told the photographer, "Man, cut, stop. Everybody, stop. Hold on a second. I got to sit down now." Then so, so I got to give one more shout out before I get into the next question. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, we are here uh, shooting at our new set. Um, yes. Proud to be on Hayes Radio, yes. Hayes TV Network. Shout yes. out Andrew. Shout out everybody with yep. Hayes TV. We're on Hayes. Make sure baby. you go to Roku. And add that station so you can see us on TV. If you got a fire stick, fire we stick on Roku. Catch you cannabis. Got an app. Catch cannabis cutie. Download um. us. You feel me? Proceed, Wolf. My bad. Yep, it's all good. So I do have one question that came from the listeners. I'll let everybody know you were going to be on the show and okay. people sent in some questions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a happily married man, but all the listeners want to know is cannabis cutie single? 
<laughs> I got that question like 50 dun, times. Dun, really? Dun, dun, listeners, yeah. Wow, people want to know. The cannabis cutie is single. You know, I typically keep my private life private. Private. Yes. I know the answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it private because you, you know, nah, because yo, you you seem cool, y'all. I fuck with you already, so I'm like, I'm gonna keep it private with you. But yo, they, I I mean, asked, you got, hey, you got I traction. Asked. I asked. That's another thing too, cannabis. I'm looking at your shit. You got traction like a motherfucker. Yeah. You feel me? Very That's cool. and so when I'm looking just at your page and it's consistent, and I ain't gonna lie, like I felt like this is definitely needed. You saw something back then, like you like it's like you saw into the future. Yeah. Because now it's like you could be open about it. You could mm -hmm. talk about it. Yeah, we can make a living off this. Yeah, You absolutely. feel me? Like real talk. So, yeah. So do you, um, you know, I know how difficult it is to be in the cannabis industry. Um, we have a cultivation uh, dispensary, mm -hmm. a couple of brands. I know the obstacles that I've we've had to overcome as a company and as a black man in the cannabis space. Mm -hmm. Can you share with our listeners any of the obstacles that you've had um, just being a black woman in the cannabis space and just getting into the industry and just right. pushing your platform, period? Oh, gosh, there's so many obstacles. One, just as a woman, um, typically in the space, it, it was underground and a lot of the cultivation and bigger activities were done by men. Right. Um, so it's hard for women to get respect. Uh, but, you know, my perspective is this is a feminine plant. This is a female plant that we're dealing with. Um, so to tell a woman that she doesn't know what she's doing in this industry is insane. Right. Um, and then, I you know, it that way. Yeah, yeah right. it's a feminine plant and you need feminine energy also, you know, involved with this. Um, and then, you know, just being a black woman, you, the disrespect that you get sometimes, brands will pay white creators and then gift you and expect content and expect you to be okay with that. Right. Um, Give so, you the one pre-roll and everybody else getting paid, huh? Yeah. You know, well, we're just doing commissions, but then you talk to your fellow white creators and they're like, oh, no, I got 10 grand for that. And it's like, what? Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, you deal with that, um, not really getting your worth, but there's also perks. Like, I have two degrees. So that right there, whatever preconceived notion that you want to throw at me, you can't because I just proved that I can do something and I did it twice. Um, so... That also helps, but you know, there's there's definitely a lot of sexism and misogyny within the cannabis industry. Right. Uh, but you just have to kind of you know that that's what you're up against, you know, and you have to go out there with that mindset, and you have to be better than the, the best. Right. That's just kind of how you have to move. Right. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You have any um, recommendations for women um, who are trying to, you know, not just black women, but any women, period, that or trying to enter the space, any kind of cheat codes maybe you can give them on the show? Oh, cheat codes. What are you good at? Are you good at selling, marketing, researching, data collection? Whatever you can do, bring that to the industry because it's not being done in a profession, maybe not necessarily professional, but legit how business is done. Um, again, this was underground and the legacy market is trapping. Like there's no accounting, there's no proper marketing, right. there's none of that. So if you can do that very well, you have experience doing that with other products, you can do that here so long as you understand the plant, really get a full understanding of that. So entrepreneurship is on the rise. Mm -hmm. um, baby boomers are retiring and these companies are replacing those baby boomers at not the same pay. Right. And we don't want to work for peanuts. So Facts. come start your own business in cannabis. It's a brand new industry. It's in its infancy. The rules are being written now. How things are being done are being established right now. So if you're looking for, you know, a way to monetize your skills, this might be an industry for you. Right. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. Uh, where do you see 
uh, the industry going? Like from Cali, where do you see the industry going like in the near future? <sighs> Cali is a tough one. Yeah. Um, the law is so terrible. Probably one of the worst ones in the world. Mm-hmm. Prop 64. So who knows what's going to happen. California is a mess. Uh, trying to enter the market is so difficult. It's extremely costly. Um, so I see corporate cannabis potentially coming in and just swallowing it whole. Like the taxes are way too high for, any, for anybody to succeed. Taxes high as a motherfucker. Yeah, it's, it's not possible. <laughs> Super the, high. The winners are the government. They're yeah. the ones who are winning. And, you know, people think like, oh, there's so much money in cannabis. But again, the legacy market didn't have insurance. They didn't have taxes. They didn't have security. Mm-hmm. They didn't have overhead. Like that's why it was lucrative. And because it was illegal, there was this scarcity always you don't know what's in the market so the prices are always going to pretty much stay at a certain point or higher now that we know what's in the market we can then properly price and then you have all these additional expenses like you have a dispensary you have a business that's listed on a website and everybody knows you have cash (laughs) you have to have armed guards you have to have Big expensive spaces crazy in LA lately break-ins been crazy right to go pay your taxes you need armored truck and then you're still at risk because those are getting you know taken down as well um so there's just you know it's it's definitely a a tough market out here but like i tell everybody is that if you can brand yourself in california um as an educator like yourself as a brand you know even data collection you know you can take that uh presence and brand awareness in California to other states because California is, is one where you really have to prove yourself. Yeah, the rest of the market yeah. uh, kind of follows California. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you think about the uh, social equity programs that are in place in California? <laughs> it's actually a two-part question because I'm going to ask you about California and then I'm going to ask you about how other states are trying to, um, in some cases, mimic, in some cases, get better. So I kind of just wanted to get your opinion on social equity in California first, and then we can talk about other states. I mean, is there social equity in California? (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, You know, I think the Bay Area is probably the one that's getting it right is in comparison to L.A., but... Um, from what I remember, social equity was a mess. There, you had people of color holding onto leases, but there were no licenses coming out, so they're just paying for these leases and not operating. And people don't just have that kind of money sitting around, especially black people. I mean, look at our median household income; like that is not something that they can manage. Um, and then you saw a lot of predatory activity. Predatory you know. VCs going after these licenses and people not realizing they're signing their company over and they're about to just be an employee with their social equity license. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, you know, from what I remember, there's a lot of corruption. Um, I haven't looked Definitely. into it because I know that there's still like delays and rolling it out properly. So it's, um, a, it just kind of seems like, yeah, we're going to do social equity, but we're actually not going to care about it. So, right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, they're using this basically as window dressing in a lot of cases right. where, you have these big uh, corporate MSOs coming in mm-hmm. and chumping us off with deals where, you know, the the person, the applicant who gets the license might only maintain 5 or 10% of right. their dispensary. Yeah. And they can still get it taken from them. So Correct. definitely been a lot of predatory um, mm-hmm. actions that have been going on. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about the uh, social equity programs New York is trying to put in place? Oh, my gosh. I have not looked into those. But I... 
the last I look, I remember that the people were not willing to pass any legislation unless social equity was included because reparations after the fact never work in this nation. So, um, but New York is an exciting market. So much yeah, is happening. Sure. There's so much happening right now. Mm-hmm. Changes that are occurring. Um, it's going to be one of the biggest markets. New York is going to definitely be one of the biggest markets. I mean, they have the most cannabis smokers in the world. Like the city of population is what, 4X LA yeah. or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have uh, tons of cannabis smokers. There's, you know, trucks and stores and all kinds of pop-ups and parties and dinners. It's a very exciting market, and I hope they get it right. I know there's some crazy stuff happening right now that has um, some skepticism brewing, but we'll see what happens. Mm, yeah. Nice. Let me ask you, why blunts <sighs> over papers? I just... Blunts over paper. So I like hemp blunts. Okay. Specifically. Yeah. Um, I try to stay away from tobacco. I do have asthma and tobacco irritates my lungs. Mm. Um, and then papers, I just don't like the taste of burnt paper. Mm. I don't know what it is, right. but it's just not good anymore. So with hemp, I mean, I'm consuming 100% cannabis. Now, we had Wonder yeah. Boy roll you up one of his famous joints, man. Yeah. Oh. And I'm going to let you try it a little bit I later still, in the episode. Yeah, I just want it. you to try Smoke break. Smoke break. Okay. Smoke break. So we have this thing called smoke break to where like say, you know, like we stop smoking and we need to relight. Okay. You know, inhale and enjoy the cannabis for like a hot second before we go further. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just a little, you know, the, the people at home, they're doing the same thing. They're either rolling up yes. or they're about to re-spark. So we just give it a little time just to, you know. Okay. A little something. You know, we're doing this Do you set your intention before you consume? Hmm? Do you ever set your intention? Mm-mm. No, you should. What you mean like set my intention like? I'm about to go do this, so I got to smoke first, or? No, like, yeah. um, why are you smoking? Oh, why? Yeah. Oh, well, one, um. Like, in that moment. Getting, uh, in this moment. Oh, in this moment, just because, I mean, it keeps me relaxed, keeps me focused. Okay. Keeps me feeling good, like, yeah. you know, um. That's why I've always, that's, that's why. That's a good I've, question, man. Yeah, I that's, that's anybody's ever, but that's, ever I think, that. but that's why I've, I've, over the years, I've smoked more, because, um. Let's say if I go to the gym, um, I, I smoke normally after I get out the gym, but it makes my body feel relaxed in a way where, you know, if, if it's like rehabbing me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. When I'm DJing, keeps me focused. You know, mm. uh, I can always pull. I could think ahead five records from now what I'm gonna play and have it ready to go. Okay. You know. Um, All right. Even being on this podcast, like just, you know, if it, if I wasn't smoking, I'd probably be more jittery. Stumble, stumble over my words way more, you know. Uh, so it kind of helps me, and as ways as I'm getting older, it kind of helps me out a little bit. Okay, yeah, intention setting is very important. I get what you mean. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, um, <clears throat> I was watching one of your videos, mm-hmm. and you did a breakdown on terps and terpenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good one. that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it's a um, a part of the plant that a lot of consumers don't really know about. Can you break that down, that video that you did um, for our listeners, just a little bit of information on terps? Okay. Um, So terpenes. A lot of people um, have this idea that THC percentage or sativa or indica is going to give them um, information on what kind of high they're going to have, Um, which is just not true. Sure, you know, to a point, obviously something with 4% THC and something with 15% 15% THC are going to differ. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of hit a point where it doesn't matter anymore. 
Um, and when you look at the cannabis plant, there's so much in it. Um, and when you're just focusing on the THC, which we could just call the tuba player, mm-hmm. um, that tuba player is not going to give you that sound. You want the whole thing to be, um, you know, you want to hear the, the strings, you want to hear percussions, you want to hear it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have a strain, you want to smell it and you want to feel it. Is it dry? Is it, you know, is it a new harvest? What does it smell like? For anybody who ever DMs me and says, oh my gosh, I smoked something, it made my heart race. I always ask, did it smell like oranges? Right. And nine times out of 10, it did. For some of us, we have a weird reaction to oranges in cannabis. So it's important to know what it is that you have. Makes if you sense. can't smell it, like, <laughs> it's probably like, like not. Citrus is for sale. Yeah, like citrus. citrus. Orange, yeah. The orange would be the citrus. Yes. That would make sense. Yeah. It makes my heart race. Sometimes heart I get anxiety. Like yeah. Sometimes it makes me fall asleep. I crash. Um, so terpenes are basically going to be the smell and that's going to be the indicator of what type of experience you have. If it smells like candy, I'm going to sleep. I'm going straight to bed. I'm not going to be awake. Strawberries, anything that's fruity, which is typically labeled sativa, it's going to make me tired. But if it smells like gas and OG, which is considered a heavy indica, I'm awake, I'm creative, I'm relaxed. So... And a lot of the no. candy, the candy smelling strains are like the gelatos and the runts. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. that was going to be my next question to you. What do you prefer, sativa, hybrid, or indica? But yeah. some of the favorite uh, strains you like smoking. Um, I like OGs. OGs. I really love OGs. So I can do citrus. OG does have like citrus, but it's not the main smell. Like if it is like, ooh, that's oranges. I, it gives me a headache as oh, soon as I smell like it. Earthy, like to me, yeah. it's like an earthy gas. Yeah, smell. earthy with a slight like lemony. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it smells like gas. That's what I love. And then I love OGs <clears throat> or gelatos that kind of lean towards the OG smell as well. You have different types. So those of are the, those are the go tos. Yeah, that's yeah. funny because a lot of like a lot of the the younger palates right now is all candy strains, all candy gas, all the exotics, all right? Exotics. Yeah, so that's like, what's popping. You know, we grew up smoking OG because OG was like you know strong as hell you know what I mean and I think like what some of our listeners don't know is that you know just having that heavy indica OG strain without having a hybrid of these gelatos and runts that OG can just be stronger than those those candy strains yeah I mean but honestly it's your body for some people they smoke an OG and they're going straight to bed and then I have me and a lot of other people I know who have ADHD that Mm -hmm. it just evens them out in, in a way right um, and then there's people who oranges really give them energy that, that get up and go. Right. And that can alter, like your physiology changes, what, every seven years anyway. So that can also change with you. So you just have to have a good relationship with the plant and honor the entirety of it. Smell, like when you go pick a fruit, you're looking at what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have any brown spots. You know, is it ripe? Um, do the same thing with this plant. Right. Yeah. Two questions. Mm-hmm. Do you, you work out? Yes. Do you smoke before the gym and after, or yes. just See, before, I told you, man, before, she's before a you go to the gym? After. She's a stoner. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a, a question we always have. Like we had a, a segment where it's like, you know, stoner versus weedhead. Mm-hmm. And I told Infamous, I said, check this out, bro. Like you're just a weedhead. You're not a stoner like me. You can't go to the gym and smoke, mm-hmm. do cardio, you know, mm-hmm. smoke before you what do you your mean? cardio. What you mean? We did it. I mean, the first time. <laughs> you I... almost died. The first day. Bro. What about the second day? The second day I was with you. You made it look good the second okay, day. Okay, no, maybe third day. Yeah. Third day we was on but the cracker. two days. I'm talking about, your, you know, 
for entirety. Oh, like, like they keep going? Yeah, like, Hell no, I fucking die, <laughs> man. That's crazy. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, before a tennis match, um, I'm not competitive right now, but pre-COVID, yeah. And then I would have my vape pen on the sidelines in between sets if I am in my head too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you know you're going to eat a good-ass meal, are you smoking before that? I am probably eating an edible. Yes. Hold edibles. on, you're going to eat the yeah. edible. Give me some on the Like edibles. an hour yes. before. Give me some on the edible. So hold on. <laughs> that. Hold on. So... You wouldn't smoke a joint like like if you're going to wherever the restaurant. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're to... smoking on the way there. Oh, Maybe okay. outside in between the dinner. Like there's places in LA where you can step outside. But and hold smoke. on, but you know, <laughs> you eat an edible before you know you about to. Yeah, go to edibles dinner? bring the flavor yeah. out of the food. Like, Does that yeah. make yeah. the hunger? Or you you taste it. To me, I taste all of the flavor in the food. On yeah, the edible. I really no, because I ain't gonna front. This is I've never heard this. Like this is the first time I'm hearing this. I've never tried that before. I've always like if I know I'm going to eat something good, I'm smoking, and then I'm going to you know go eat. I never ate an edible like an hour Bruh. before, mm-hmm. and then you will taste yeah. every piece of rosemary, basil, I everything that. that is in the food. You're gonna yeah. taste it. I need to try that. Yes. Y'all just y'all just put me on something. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna also yeah. smoke like while I wait Two. for the she's edible a to kick in. She's a stoner. <laughs> yeah, she's a stoner. You a weedhead, bro? You a weedhead? I try to tell you, you just a weedhead. Yeah, that's stoner yeah. shit. I'm eat that edible while that's I stoner smoke. shit. All right, yeah. another one. Before you go to sleep, do you smoke? Yeah, for sure. When you wake up in the morning, do you smoke? Um, sometimes, not always, not always. The first smoke of the day is the one, man. Yeah, yeah. Now it and it also depends on my day. Like if I know I have to, like today, I knew yeah. I was coming to smoke. I have to wake up and I have to smoke. I have to get my body primed. To how many blunts a day? Um, gosh, let's say on a day where I have nothing These are all to high do, maybe by the way. like maybe like an eighth. I'll do like an eighth that day. But there's days where a it's eighth? like one blunt. Yeah. Eighth is like what does that look like? Three and a half grams, man. Oh, okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. A couple like two joints, two blunts, two big blunts. Like two and a half blunts. You know, I've only been in this space for a hot. Well, I've been in the cannabis space since 2014, only because a lot of cannabis companies in Denver were hiring hiring me to DJ like their block parties and stuff like that. That's how, that's how I really got introduced into getting ah. to heavy. They would call me to do like their 420 events, okay. and then I smoked a little bit, but then they just you know the gifts. Yeah. And then I just started smoking more. And then every year they kept booking me. Okay. And so that's how I started starting to get into, into different things. Yeah. Gotcha. And, then, and then I go front once I learned the, um, and this is another reason why we wanted to build this show too. I never knew that cannabis had a the, the, the following, like the community. Was, yeah. Was, and everybody was cool. Yeah. And I, I've never really heard no bullshit in this space. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's bullshit everywhere you go, but <laughs> I, at, at the time, like, I didn't hear nobody politics. really. There's yeah. politics, yeah. I didn't really see like the like the people. The yeah. people were so nice, The community cool. is lit, yeah. I went to a festival downtown Denver. It was had to have been thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Everybody just on some chill shit. Yeah. And it kind of opened me up to where like, damn, this is a whole nother space. Yeah. So, you know, this was like, let me start trying to do something outside this music shit. And then I, you know, I part, linked with him and then him owning his own dispensary and his knowledge, his, his, he's been in the game for years. It was like, man, this is crazy. I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> it, just, that, it was that, just crazy though. That is what we call a, a stoner thought where yeah. you don't know where you were going, but we just let it pass and move on to the next. There thing. we go. Yeah, I, it's I part catch of the you, experience. I catch the alley-oop for you, bro. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm a stoner though. I'm a stand on that. All right? <laughs> you can still prove it to us, man. You know what I mean? We'll, 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 we'll give you some more stoner challenges. Mm-hmm. We'll do some cush-ups with yeah, your some, ass, man. Get push-ups. you in training, get man. Get you in shape. Yeah. I ain't fucking with y'all. So, um, you know, um, Obviously, with the two degrees, you know what I mean? You're very intelligent. And, you know, um, 
Uh, I like the way you express yourself on your on on your platform. Thank you. Can you please tell us, like, you know, why podcasting? Ah, uh, gosh, like, uh, my gift, I would say, is that I have this ability to make complex things really easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so my gift is speaking. That is my God-given talent. Um, so. For me, I feel like I'm doing work that I'm called. I was called to. Mm-hmm. I was never fully conscious that this is what I was supposed to be doing. But when that did become conscious, um, then I just kind of allow it to happen. And even when I do have to go speak on this plant, um, I just always want to honor her. If you can personify the plant having a spirit right. properly, um, so I allow myself to be a vessel um, and do the work. Nice. Yeah. I like I like that. That's yeah. I ain't gonna front you. You right. The plant is a female, mm-hmm. and that's how we it's treat it. That's plant. how yeah. That's yeah, a and, and plant, she right? wants to help. Like she has been on this planet much longer than we have, and we have literally receptors in our body to receive this plant. But yeah. if you do not give her direction. She is going to go in there and expand whatever it is that you're thinking about. So when people are like, oh, it made me anxious, it's because you were probably pretty anxious or thinking about that job or that relationship or that Mm -hmm. thing when you sparked up and guess what she just did? She just really blew it up for you, which is why I say your intention is so important. If it's just sitting here in the ashtray and you're like, oh, let me pick that up and smoke it, Mm -hmm. you need to be careful because she's very powerful and you need to give her direction so that she can help you because she does feel good. She wants to be of assistance, but she needs direction. Like all feminines. So please, please uh, catch that one. She just said, you know, what I mean, smoking with intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, all of our listeners, you know, what I mean, and this is new to me too. I appreciate you for even bringing mm-hmm. this into my world. Like, you know, um, just having a plan and and um, something set in your head before you smoke, so mm-hmm. you're not just smoking, man. I like right. that for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. D- definitely dope. Yeah. What's so, up? Go ahead. Oh, you got it. There you go. Um, so, uh, <laughs> your high ass, man. Go ahead, man. <laughs> shit, I still got. Come on, man. I'm, I'm still. Yeah. You know, I'm pacing Y'all myself. Y'all kind of mad. Brother. Y'all shit look bigger than mine. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Like, look at, look at this compared to that. I'm man, trying to pace you, bro. Yeah. Like, she's a she's a it's, stoner. It's all you still, good. You still in the weed head, man. I'm gonna get you there. I'm gonna get you there. That's all good. So, um, another thing that I found out about you that was kind of surprising. Well, not surprising because I'm pretty sure you got some tricks up your sleeve, but. Um, <laughs> You know, you have the education. You're, right. you're, you're, you're educating everybody about the plant, about the procedures and processes. But what was surprising to me is that I didn't see any products from you yet. Mm-hmm. I don't see any cannabis cutie, flower or edibles or tinctures or or salves or you know. Yeah. Can you can you can you can you let us know what's going on with that? Uh, gosh, you know the opportunities are on the table. Mm. Um, it's just all about wanting to come correct. Making sure it's right. Right. Um, in California, it's a difficult market. We've seen real stoners come out with products, and the market does not care. Celebrities, stoners, <laughs> Celebrity actors, sto- yes, and then things flop. Flop. So, I just kind of, and then also the California market. You know, the shelves have so many brands, new brands every couple of months. Um, you know, how do you get the consumer to lock in and be, you know, loyal? So, because you're the cannabis cutie, they gonna right, lock in. They gonna right. lock in. But I also want to make sure that when I do come, you know, it's of quality and it's proper. So, right. and also, I'm a mom of two, <laughs> so okay. I'm not moving at the speed that I would like. But at some point, you know, I will have a bigger team that can. How old are your know, kids? Uh, seven and eleven. Nice. Yeah. What do they? How do they feel about? The oh whole man, cannabis thing. So supportive. They, you know, I taught them during COVID about the the plant education. Um, We were growing tons of different things in the backyard. And, 
including cannabis. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you know, what was the difference between right. this one and this one? Outside of the fact that they couldn't touch it, there was no difference. Water, right. sunlight, and nutrients. Um, so Facts. I just explained that there would be a police officer that would come to school and tell you otherwise. Right. And you cannot argue with him. Just let him say what he needs to say. But understand. he's not like, informed either. Right. But understand <laughs> like what this plant can do and just right. explaining everything. And even they have eczema. So. Right. Even for their skin, we use hemp oil, which is a can you know cannabis plant, mm-hmm. and it clears up your eczema, and you know it doesn't do what all the steroids were doing. So they have proper education. They also know the risks and that there is downside. Right. Um, so they're super supportive. They help pack orders for the cannabis cutie nice. uh, merch. Nice. There's the you know they love it. Nice. So. Yeah, I had, to, mm-hmm. I had to do the same thing. I had to educate. I have four, four kids in my um, three oldest are I got two teens, one preteen, and nine year old. But they, you know, the ones that are old enough, they see, you know, see it on social media. So right. after seeing me, you know, represent Hardeen for so long and then seeing just, you know, what's on my social media, I kind of had to, I felt like I had to break it down, right. like what the positives are, because, you know, this is it's always been this stigma on, you know, the negativity of, you know, right. smoking marijuana being you know, in the cannabis. Right. But what I did was I broke down the positives, like, okay, this is healthier than cigarettes. Mm-hmm. This is healthier than, like, I, just breaking it down so they fully understand that I'm just not doing something, I'm not doing something illegal, you know what yeah. I'm saying? right. I thought that was important that, you know, I'd said something before the streets said something. <laughs> right, exactly. You, you have smoke to get around to your kids? Uh, no, so... I don't smoke around them in the sense like <laughs> in like, the house, like, yeah. but um, I will step on the balcony and I used to really hide myself until mm-hmm. one day my kids ran into the backyard and I had a glass of champagne and a joint and I hid the joint. You hid the joint. And this is the thing that in the other hand is that's yeah. going to fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is going to hurt your liver, your brain, your stomach, your, your mood, um, your appetite. <laughs> your health why am I hiding this and not this so that's when I decided I wasn't going to hide it because parents drink in front of their children all the time like parents True. will take their kids to a restaurant have a couple of drinks and then drive their kids home like so I had to like be honest like this is something that's helping me, that um, me so like it's shit. okay that they can I just did that I was at a restaurant had me a nice little Long Island and we went to the crib like damn well, okay continue my bad you it's know I just say all that because people will cast judgment like oh my gosh you smoking you let your kids see yeah. you high but it's like you just drove with your kid drunk like or right. you give your kid CBD like you give your kid amphetamine salts like what What right. are we what are we doing what meth we doing? versus CBD like let's not go there let's not so, go there um, but Smoke you kind of do have to say it in a way for people to understand so mm. yeah Nice. Mm-hmm. Meth versus <laughs> CBD. I like that one. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm still processing that one. Like, okay. And I'm high too, by the way. Yeah. What are we, what are we smoking again, Wolf? Today we are smoking um, Smurfs today. Smurfs. Yep. Smurfs. Smoking Smurfs. <laughs> smoking Smurfs. The names. There's so many of them. Wolf, what makes you come up with your names? I mean, you know what? To be honest, it... it you know, we, we kind of like brainstorm together and then whatever the concept is that we're working on, we kind of make, pick the names around that. And just, okay. and Some just of them flow. just happen just from the way the weed tastes or the way the weed smells. Right. Okay. I saw the PB&J was, it was like, we just, it just smelled like jelly. Okay. It smelled like grape jelly. just so smelled like jelly. It came with the PB&J. Okay. And that PB&J was smoking too, by the way. I remember, I remember when you first brought it to me. Woo. So what else are you working on right now? Um, where can they catch you on your next speaking engagement? Where can they Ooh. download? You know, where can they follow 
the Cannabis Cutie at? Where can they upload your courses? Can you give them all that information? Yeah, Most so definitely. Uh, my next speaking gig, I'll be at Las in Las Vegas at MJ BizCon. It's one of we'll the biggest there. ones. We'll yeah, there. it's we'll one of the biggest them. ones of the year. So I'll be what speaking. What panel are you speaking on? Um, I will be speaking uh, by myself. Um, with a moderator, Lindsay Bartlett. She's a nice. dope cannabis ed- um, writer. Um, and we'll be st- talking about social media. Um, I have been deactivated 10 times on my main page, once on my backup, uh, total 11 deactivations. Damn. So you can find a lot of my content on YouTube or WeedTube. Uh, my info. website, mm-hmm. thecannabiscutie.com. You will find links to everything. Um, I am fighting uh, the algorithms. Trying to get this information out there. So you have to subscribe to my newsletter and my text messaging updates to kind of get the scoop. Uh, but definitely going to come out with another merch launch uh, this okay. fall. And um, getting ready to do a sports podcast that I was supposed nice. to have executed so long ago. But yeah. you know what? Life kind of got crazy. I'm I moved sports from... Heavy. Um, who, me? Yeah. Ah, uh, gosh, yeah. That's a whole a other aspect of my life. I played tennis. Mm. I mean, I played sports my whole life. I mm. come from a sports family. I worked for the Oklahoma City Thunder, majored in undergrad, went to a sports program for grad school, was married to an athlete. A lot of my business partners are athletes. Uh, my kids are athletes. Are yeah, you in there? Yeah. It, you know, my bro- my twin brother uh, was a college athlete. It's just part of me. So, right, right. Um, and part of my advocacy was, you know, my experience as an athlete white wife and seeing what happens to you know the brains of football players and mm-hmm. what happens when they retire that oh, conversation is that not being talked about and Enough, these are right. not typical brains these are you know traumatic brain injury cte and ptsd brains like mm-hmm. why are we throwing chemicals at them no <laughs> so right. um uh there's a whole lot more of me that i'm getting ready to share mm-hmm. um and so, yeah, that's a really big vulnerable one for me. But I have really dope people that have already said yes. Um, nice. Some really big names in sports. So we're going to get to it. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congrats yeah. on that. Um, Can you tell the name? Tell the listeners the name of it? Uh, yeah. Yes. Or is it too early? Higher Goals with Tammy Pettigrew. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I got a high question. Yes. Where's the craziest place you've smoked? The craziest place, or I've like seen. the best I like experience. That. I like that. I like that you brought that one out. Like, like you know, like it could be the setting, it could be the city, country, <sighs> off the beach, like just the dope setting where you like, yo, I'm high as fuck, and this is the the surroundings are just the shit. I've been high in so many cities, but I would say one of my favorite places to smoke. Is at Wood Tavern in Winwood, Miami. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Wood Tavern in Winwood. Yeah. Nineties, oh, yeah. Nineties R and B. It's the, like Wednesdays and Fridays. I always go like eight thirty nine. That area. Once came it starts up. cracking, yeah. I leave it's and go. To, I go to the can... I go to the food truck park and then I Uber home. So right. <laughs> right. Right. I have yeah. to try the Wood Tavern. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Tavern. That Wood yeah. area is popping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, Papa? I had another hook, I mean, a high question too. Mm-hmm. Damn, what was it? What was I thinking? I just had it too. Damn, because I'm high. Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, <laughs> damn, man, I can't. I, 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 I can't think of it now. That brain cell then got smoked. It happens. Is that even the thing when people say that a brain cell? Can your brain cell get smoked? Um, I don't think, like, no. <laughs> or is that just Literally, no. You heard people say that before, I don't smoke that brain cell. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Let me go to my notes. Okay. I got another one. Let me ask that one. Oh, yeah. This is what I wanted to ask you on some serious shit. What do you think about Joe Biden's announcement? Gosh, here's the thing. Beat um, me to it. Huh? Beat me to it. Yeah, what do you think about that shit? You know, I feel like we have hit as a society this, like, let's shit on the president. Um, literally, any president could have done anything, and they made history, and that's what Joe Biden did. He did the least, least amount. Right. But what people have to understand, yes, it was a political move for the midterms. This is what they do every cycle. Mm-hmm. Why are we shocked? Yes, it's a political play. This is also where we're going to start hearing BS about all these politicians, too. All their dirt is coming out. This yeah. is all a political game. They do it every cycle. What he did was strategic offensively and defensively. Facts. What he did was, look, cannabis community, I'm making good on some of my promises. And what he also did was play defense because Republicans can't say, he released thousands of criminals into the streets because right. nobody got released. Exactly. Um, yep. So he played offense, he played defense. I I think it was pretty brilliant because when you look at the people who are in the center, who those are the people that he's appealing to. They are really, really harsh when it comes to criminal stuff. So if they saw that he was being soft on crime, they swing right. So what he's doing is he's holding them in the center um, or at least moving them a little bit to the left. So politically, I think it was pretty good. I don't think it was enough. Um, but again, he made history because he literally did something. Right. <laughs> and, and just so yeah. everybody knows, like, People in the feds are not in in the feds for possession of minor of amounts of possession. cannabis. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking a thousand pounds and up. We're talking about trafficking. Yeah. So pounds. Yeah. So, Hundreds you know, of pounds. Yeah. It looked good, but uh it sounded yeah. good, but Yeah. Know. We would have loved to have seen more for sure. Most yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> well cool, man. Before we get you out of here, you know, is there anything you'd like to uh share with the listeners as far as Anything else you have going on? I know mm-hmm. I have one more question about, you know, um, just young women in the industry. Just wanted you to leave them with a little nugget of advice. Before. A little nugget. A little nugget. Ooh. Oh, man, a little nugget of advice. Once you make that decision, stand on it and go full force. Um It can be scary, especially if you're stepping into this industry and you come from a family or a place where it's not socially acceptable. Um, Being the first is never easy, but know that you're being a pioneer and a visionary and Mm -hmm. that takes courage and it's okay to be scared. Um, But, you know, go after it anyway. You're probably on the right path if you're scared. Right. Yeah. One more question. Mm -hmm. It's a high one too. (laughs) Okay. Another high question. Do you dab? Yes. Are you a like a queen dab or a baby dab? Um, you know, I can do both. I typically I have dabber. asthma, so different so smoking methods irritate me. Dabbing too much irritates my lungs. But oh, okay. you know, I do some big juicy dabs for mm. sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I have another high question? I get like this when I'm high, so my bad. It's cool. <laughs> I understand. I mean, it's a smoking podcast. You know? It's called Smoke <laughs> With Me. You know. Um, no, I think that was, that was I think that was all the questions I had. <laughs> yeah. cool, man. It definitely was a pleasure having you on the show. Cannabis um, cutie. Thank you. We love what you're doing for the community. Um it's much needed. Um somebody somebody like you is much needed in the cannabis industry to educate people and just to give every everybody in our community just something to look up to and say, Hey man, she's doing it, I can do it. Yeah. So we just wanted to commend you on that. It's Most a pleasure definitely. having you on the show. Thank yeah, you for and having as, me. And as you uh as we're growing, you know, um, Stuff that you have going on, feel free to you know come on the show and 
oh, yeah. premiere, debut, uh, products, uh, whatever you, you know, whatever it is. That's why this platform, that we built this platform, we needed somebody to, yeah. we needed us to have our own so we can, Well, for know. sure. I appreciate that. Well, if you want to support, I yeah. have a cannabis book club where we meet weekly on Zoom. Um, if you're in LA, it's at the Soho House um, IRL. So there's nice. two different clubs. Um, and then... I also have free advocacy, a free advocacy guide if you want to be an advocate. If you want to be in this industry, you also have to be an advocate. So it's a free yeah. guide. There's tons of videos to go with it. I also have some e-books, um, courses, things of that nature if you nice. want to support. So that's what I have going on right now. We'll put all that information up on the screen. Once again, man, um, you can catch us on Hayes Radio, Hayes TV Network. Yep, yep. Oh, my bad. That's my cue. <laughs> yeah, that's your cue, man. Uh, you know, my you, bad, you, you, man. You, know, you got that radio voice. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm about you... to Billy D him in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, you the Billy D over there. Oh, my God. Yep, you know what it is. Your boy DJ Infamous and my partner. Wolf of Weed Street, man. Smoke with me episode. Back on, y'all. Yes, and see y'all next time. Let's get it.